Hello and welcome back to Major League Talk Giants edition. Today is Friday, May 19th, 2023. My name is Henry and this is episode 15. We're going to be reviewing the series against the Philadelphia Phillies. This was the Giants 14th series of the year and the first sweep that they got of the year. The Giants faced off of the Phillies in San Francisco, uh, returning home after a tough series against the Diamondbacks. The bullpen was put to work in this series, and with the offense, they were able to pick up the starters and string together three straight wins and get the series sweep of the defending national champs. The longest the starter stayed in the game for the Giants this series was only four and two-thirds innings. Duvall got all three saves. In game one, all the offense for the Giants was in the second inning, putting up six runs, which would be all they would need. Wood got his first start back from the IL, going four and two-thirds innings. The Giants would end up winning the game six to three. In game two, Cobb was a starter, and he had an off night, to say the least. The offense managed to get back both runs, credit to him, in the bottom of the fourth, and then the bullpen took care of the rest, with the Giants coming out on top four to three. In the final game, Stripling took the mound, having a good start, but then faltering in the fourth. The offense managed to score four times in the first, so Stripling got a good cushion to work with. Once he was pulled, the bullpen came out strong again, and the final offensive stand from the Giants in the bottom of the eighth with three runs scored sealed the sweep with a 7-4 win. Starters for game one were Brogdon, who was more of an opener, versus Wood. Game two was Wheeler versus Cobb. Game three was Walker, who was pulled with two outs in the first inning after allowing four runs on four hits and two walks, versus Stripling. As I said, game one, our starter was Wood, back from a stun on the IL with a hamstring issue. He did well going four and two-thirds innings, only giving up four hits, two earned runs, walking one, and striking out four. The two runs were via a two-run home run from Bohm in the second. Wood was pulled in the fifth, even though the rest, uh, un- even though he sat down the first two batters, getting a fly out and a ground out. He'd thrown out 72 pitches. Our lineup for the game was Estrada DHing. He went one for five with a strikeout. Flores was playing first base. He went one for three uh, with an RBI and a run. Wade Jr. would eventually come in to take his spot in the lineup and play first base. Conforto was in right. He went two for three with a home run and three RBIs and a walk. Davis was third, went one for three uh, with a run, a walk, and a strikeout. Hannigan was in left, one for four with two strikeouts, a run, and an RBI. Crawford at short, one for four with two strikeouts and an RBI. Schmidt at second went two for four. Bart was catching. He went 0 for four with two strikeouts and a run. Johnson was playing center field, one for four with a run. Uh, Total 10 hits and 34 at-bats with eight strikeouts for the team, only two walks and one home run. First up out of the pen was Jacob Junis, who pitched a full inning, getting two strikeouts, walking two, and giving up one hit and one run. He was pulled in the sixth after the following sequence. An infield single, a strikeout, walk, walk, loading the bases, and then a sack fly. Alexander came out to get the last out of the sixth. He also pitched the seventh, uh, getting a one-two-three inning via a ground-out line-out and fly-out. Taylor Rogers came out for the eighth, recording two outs before Duvall was brought out. Rogers got a ground-out and a strikeout, then walked a batter and gave up a single. Duvall got a strikeout for the last out of the eighth. In the ninth, he walked the first batter, then got a strikeout, line out, and pop out in foul territory. The offense left seven on base, went three for nine with runners in scoring position, with Crawford, Hanniger, and Conforto getting two out RBIs. Conforto's a three-run home run. Davis and Schmidt hit doubles, and Estrada hit a triple with Flores hitting a sack fly, and Duvall had a wild pitch. 
As for the pitcher report, like I said, Alex Cobb, or uh, excuse me, Alex Wood started. He only threw out 72 pitches in four and two thirds innings. Uh, 26 sliders, 25 sinkers, 21 changeups. His changeups were averaging 85.3, with the sinkers averaging at 92.1, and the sliders averaging 83 even. Sliders had the most drop with the changeups and the sinkers tailing away from a righty with uh, in reference to that center line. Uh, most of his pitches is uh, in regards to the zone. They were kind of located more in like a triangle that encompassed the zone, kind of like a wobbly triangle is the best way to describe the shape. Uh, 35 of the pitches were in the strike zone with 37 pitches out of the strike zone. Batters would swing at 34 and take 38. And honestly, it looks like they took more of the sinkers and swung more evenly at the changeups and sliders. 22 balls, uh, 30 strikes, 16 called, 14 swinging. Uh, 20 of his pitches were hit in some way, 6 for foul tips, 10 for outs, and 4 for base hits. 6 hard hits, 2 each, grounders, line drives, and fly balls. Not a bad uh, first start back for him. Behind the dish, calling the balls and strikes was Roberto Ortiz. I believe we've seen him once before. Uh, his overall accuracy was 96%. Overall consistency, 93%. Overall favor, not very much. It was just 0.07 runs in favor for Philly. Um, his impactful missed calls, and honestly, like all the missed calls that they have here on the animated uh, ump zone, it's only like six missed calls, so not bad there. The impactful ones, though, top of the eighth, Duvall to Bohm, two outs, runners on first and second, a 1-0 count, a ball is called a strike. Uh, top of the ninth, Duvall to Clemens, no outs, runner on first, first pitch, strike is called a ball. And then bottom of the first, Brogdon to Flores, one out, bases empty, 1-0 count, a ball is called a strike. Uh, call ball accuracy, 97%. Three of 105 called balls were true strikes. And then the called strike accuracy, 94%. Three of 51 called strikes were true balls. I guess you can kind of say those kind of counteract each other depending on who they were called on and what point of the game. So there was game one. Good victory there. Game two, we had Cobb on the mound. In the first inning, it was clear he was having an off night it took him 17 pitches to get out of the inning after walking one giving up a single and then giving up a double uh getting a double play and then a fly out uh ultimately he only made it three and a third innings getting pulled in the fourth after giving up two runs on three singles and a balk his final line was 3.1 innings pitched five hits two earned runs five walks three strikeouts he'd thrown 86 pitches as for our lineup, Wade Jr. was at first. He went two for three with a walk, a run, and an RBI. Estrada was at second, only went one for four with a strikeout, but he did get the RBI. Davis at third, 0 for four for him with three strikeouts. Rough night. Conforto was in right. He went three for four with an RBI. And then Johnson would come in to uh, play center field. Hanniger was in left, went 0 for four with a strikeout. Uh, Yaz. Uh, he was in center and then would also play right. He went 0 for 4 with four strikeouts first game back. Schmidt, shortstop, 
one for four uh, with a run. Sable DHing, he went two for four with two strikeouts and a run. And then Bart was catching. He went one for three uh, with a run and an RBI. Ten hits and 34 at-bats for the Giants with 11 strikeouts. Another double-digit strikeout night. Uh, one walk, four runs, four RBIs. Taylor Rogers relieved Cobb in the fourth, his second appearance in two nights. He'd get the next two outs via strikeout and ground out. He came out for the fifth, striking out the first batter before the next pitching change brought out Brebbia. Brebbia would give up a single, then get a fly out and a strikeout. In the sixth, Brebbia had a one, two, three inning, a strikeout, fly out, strikeout. Tyler Rogers came up for the seventh and eighth, giving up three hits and no runs, walking one, allowing the defense to work behind him to get all six outs in the two innings. Duvall came out to close and save the game in the ninth. He sat down the first two batters, gave up a home run to Schwarber, and then struck out Real Muto to end the game. For the pitcher report, Alex Cobb threw 86 pitches, 41 sinkers, 25 splitters, 19 knuckle curves, and just for shits and giggles, one slider. The splitters were averaging 90.2, the knuckle curves averaging 84, and the sinker 94.6. Knuckle curve obviously had the most drop with the splitter and the sinker kind of splitter, a little lower than the sinker, both coming into a right-handed batter. Almost a six-foot release point. And as for his strike zone, not too much side-to-side, just a lot up and down. But there is like this weird grouping coming into a right-handed batter uh, on the inside. That's outside the zone. 43 pitches in the strike zone. uh, 43 pitches out of the strike zone. And batter should swing at 31 of his pitches and take 55. Honestly, when you see that distribution of inside and outside, 43 to 43, watching the game live, it kind of felt like there was more out than there were in. But the eye test is always a bit different than the actual statistics. As far as taking and swinging, it's about the same distribution of each pitch. Uh, As far as swinging and taking, they did swing at the one slider he threw up there, and it was a foul tip. 34 balls, 23 strikes, 18 called, 5 swinging. 29 of his pitches were hit in some way, 17 for foul tips, 7 hits for outs, and 5 base hits. The base hits, 2 sinkers, 3 splitters. He got 7 hard hits, 2 of them ground balls, 3 of them line drives, and 2 of them fly balls. Behind the dish, calling balls and strikes, Jeremy Riggs. He's got an overall accuracy of 95% with an overall consistency of 94. Overall favor, plus 0.74 runs for San Francisco. Impactful missed calls. Bottom of the third, Wheeler to Hanniger. Two outs, runners on first and second. 0-2 count, a strike is called a ball. Bottom of the first, Wheeler to Estrada. No outs, runner on first, 1-0 count. Strike is called a ball. Top of the second, Cobb to Marsh, two outs, runner on third, two one count, ball is called a strike. So all of these missed calls were in favor of the Giants. Called ball accuracy, 95%, five of 101 called balls were two strikes. Called strike accuracy, 94%, three of 52 called strikes were true balls. 
not terrible. So let's move on to the last game. Game three, Stripling took the mound. He also had a rough uh, first, taking 19 pitches to end the inning, giving up an infield single while the defense got the outs. After two straight one, two, three innings in the second and third, he was pulled in the fourth after only recording one out, loading the bases and giving up a two RBI double. His final line was 3.1 innings pitched, four hits, three earned runs, one walk, two strikeouts. As for our lineup, Wade Jr. was at first. He went 0 for 3 with a strike, two walks, and two runs. Uh, Estrada played second and then moved over to short. He went 2 for 4 with an RBI run and a walk. Uh, Conforto cooled down. He went 0 for 5 with a strikeout. Uh, he was in right field, and then Johnson came in a pinch run for him and play center field. Flores was DHing. He went 2 for 4 with two RBIs, a run, and a walk. Yaz was in center and then right. Another 0 for 4 day for him. This time only two strikeouts, but he did get to score a run because he did walk. Schmidt was at third. He went 1 for 4 with two strikeouts, two RBIs, and a run. Uh, Sable was in left. He went 2 for 3 with an RBI. And then Davis would pinch hit for him and go 1 for 1. And then Wisely would pinch run and play second. Crawford was at short. He went one for three with two strikeouts and an RBI. And then Hanniger would come in to pinch hit and then play left field. And he went one for one uh, with a run. And then Bart was catching. He went one for three. Total 11 hits and 35 at-bats with eight strikeouts and five walks. Now, first pitcher out of the pen, which kind of made me groan, was Manaya. He came out in the fourth, recorded the two outs uh, remaining via a sack fly and a strikeout. His one earned run uh, was via a solo home run to Stott in the fifth. He pitched one and two-thirds innings total, one hit and earned run, the home run, two strikeouts. Junis came out for the sixth, striking out all three batters. He came back out to start the seventh and then was pulled after giving up a single. Alexander pitched the remainder of the seventh, ensuring the runner didn't score, recording one strikeout. In the eighth, Brebbia came out to the mound, gave up a single, then recorded a strikeout, a fielder's choice, and a flyout. Duvall, for the third straight day, came out in the ninth to close and get the save. He uh, gave up a single, got a lineout, a flyout, hit a batter, and walked a batter. With the bases loaded, he faced Trey Turner and struck him out in four pitches, earning himself the third straight save and the Giants a sweep. Now, pitcher report, Ross Stripling, 50 pitches. So the least amount of pitches between the three starters. Uh, 16 sliders, 13 four-seamers, 12 change-ups, and nine knuckle curves. His change-ups came in at an average of 84.6. The four-seamers, an average of 91. The knuckle curve, an average of 75.2. And the slider, an average of 86.3. Knuckle curve had a lot of drop. Other than that, not a lot of fantastic movement. The change-ups would tail into a righty a little bit. Uh, release point over six feet. Strike zone. Some were coming into a righty. Only a couple went away, and then a lot up and down. He threw 25 pitches in the strike zone, 25 out. <clears throat> Batters would swing at 25 of his pitches. <clears throat> excuse me 
and take 25. Hmm. 25, 25, 25, 25. Look at that. Nice even split there. Uh, anyway, as far as the taking and swinging, they swung more at his change-ups and took more of his knuckle curves. Other than that, the four-seamers and sliders were about a 50-50 split, it looks. He threw 18 balls, 13 strikes, seven called, six swinging. Uh, 19 of his pitches were hit in some way, seven for foul tips, eight for outs, and four for base hits. The four base hits were all change-ups. Six hard hits, one ground ball, four line drives, and one fly ball. And then the ump that we had that day, Wednesday, was Rob Drake. Overall accuracy of 92%, overall consistency of 94%, with an overall favor of plus 0.59 runs for Philly. Uh, he has more missed calls than the other two did. Uh, impactful missed calls. Top of the seventh, Junis Bohm, no out, space is empty, 3-1 count, a ball is called a strike. Bottom of the sixth, Vasquez to Wade Jr. No outs, runner on first, two out count, ball is called a strike. Bottom of the eighth, Soto to Conforto, one out, bases loaded, zero, zero count, ball is called a strike. So all three of his impactful missed calls were balls called strikes. And two of them went against the Giants. His called ball accuracy is 96%. Five of 114 called balls are true strikes, and his called strike accuracy was 84%. Nine of 56 called strikes are true balls. This series moves the Giants 20 and 23, which allows them to, at least for now, jump to third in the NL West. They are seven and a half games back of the Dodgers, who are 28 and 16, and four and a half games back of the Diamondbacks, who are 25 and 19. The Padres are now half a game back of the Giants at 20 and 24. And the Rockies are now one and a half games behind the Giants at 19 and 25. While it's still early to talk about the wild card, it's pretty interesting to look at. The National League has two hot teams, the Dodgers and the Braves. No one denies that. After that, the rest of the teams aren't really too far from 500. Milwaukee is the other division leader. They're only five games over right now. The current three wild card teams are Arizona, who's got a better record than milwaukee they're six games over <clears throat> pittsburgh who's three over they've cooled down a lot and miami who's now only one game over and by the way coming for a three-game stint into the bay area and uh the other two teams ahead of the giants are the mets who are two games under and the phillies who have the same record as us now uh the mets are the closest to the wildcard teams at one and a half games back and the farthest team is only four and a half games back, and that's the Cardinals at eight games under 500 with a record of 18 and 26. So that's just some of the information to keep in mind and an eye on. While it does look kind of abysmal to start the season, and yes, no one likes to be under 500, and no one likes to just settle for a wild card spot unless the Dodgers just tumble off a cliff and we completely turn a corner and start having really massive hot streaks, I don't see us winning the West. So wild card spot is what we're going to have to aim for. Uh, anyway, so now that baseball is a quarter of the way through the season, now is a good time to check in on uh, the team's off-season signings. 
Uh, we already touched on Manaya and Stripling in the last episode, so we're going to move on to the other offseason pitcher signing, Taylor Rogers. To recap, he signed a three-year, $33 million deal with the Giants. He's getting paid $9 million this year. Looking at his career numbers, it's overall not bad. However, if you look more closely at last year, his numbers got worse after being traded from San Diego to, to Milwaukee. Uh, his ERA, FIP, WHIP, and walks per nine all went up after getting traded. He's a 32-year-old relief pitcher who I think was brought in mainly for late innings, potentially another closer option if the pitching coaches could get him back to what he was for the better part of his career. His career ERA is 3.46, and he has a career baseball reference war of 5.8. Currently on this year, he sits at 0.0. Everyone remembers the terrible appearance he had against the Dodgers. Four straight walks. And no outs recorded, four earned runs to his name because all four of those batters got scratched across home plate. Uh, he threw his glove away. Since then, he hasn't given up an earned run in over 12 appearances, totaling just over nine innings. In that same span, he's only walked three batters with his whip falling from 3.30 to 1.43 and 0.92 over the course of May so far. His ERA is now descended from a whopping 18.9 to 4.73. So while he got off to a terrible start, causing many fans to have some choice uh, takes on him, he has turned it around. Whatever he's doing, whatever changes he's made, it's working now. So let's take a look at the hitters the team brought in. Mitch Hanniger, 32 years old. Signed a three-year, $43.5 million contract in the offseason with a player opt-out after the 24 season. He's getting paid $5 million for this season now. He also started the season on the IL. And last season, he only played 57 games when he was with the Mariners, and he slashed for 246, 308, 429. Not stellar, but it's serviceable. He's not going to be a star, but he would have been a set piece. Since coming off the IL, he's had a very slow start uh, at the plate. Currently, he's only slashing 185, 206, 308 with two home runs, two doubles, two walks, and 20, 21 strikeouts over 65 at-bats. His OPS Plus, which has consistently, consistently been over 100 since 2017, sits at 3.9 right now. 3.9, 39. And baseball reference gives him a minus 0.4 war. Most of his hits have come off the fastball, nine of them, with two hits coming off the breaking balls and one on, uh, on an off-speed pitch. His exit velo is the highest of his career so far this season. A baseball uh, savant has his expected batting average at 232. So this is clearly abysmal and not what he or the team wanted when the season started. He has been great in the outfield, having 17 games in left field and getting 25 putouts for a fielding percentage of 1,000. So the defense is there. It's the offense that really needs to be going, and he needs to make an adjustment there. Now we're going to move on to Michael Conforto, a 30-year-old outfielder who signed a two-year, $36 million contract in the offseason with an opt-out after this season. He's making $18 million this year. Over a career which started in 2015, he has a 15.6 baseball reference war slashing 253-355-466. He was out in 22 due to injury. This season so far, he is slashing 214-327-412. He's hit eight home runs and batted in 18. 
He is in the top three percentile rankings and, or excuse me, his top three percentile rankings on baseball savant are his walk rate, which puts him in the 85th percentile, his hard hit percentage, the 81st percentile, and the chase rate, 74th percentile. His bottom three are outs above average, 17th percentile, expected batting average, 28th percentile, and strikeout percentage and sprint speed are tied 31st percentile. The bigger problem was really the 39 strikeouts to only 20 walks. He did have a slow start, but over the last two series, he's gone 10 for 26 with three home runs and two strikeouts. Compare that to the three series before that, where he went two for 27 with one home run and seven strikeouts. We all know baseball can be streaky. It's just the nature of playing 162 games over an entire season. However, it does seem like he's made an adjustment and is coming around. And his defense has been solid as well. 34 games in right field. He's got 48 putouts, two assists, and only one error. So his fielding percentage is in the mid-90s. Overall, Rodgers had a tough start, but he's turned it around. And Fordo had a slow start, but seems to be turning it around. Hanniger still has things to figure out at the plate. There's still 139 games to play in the season, and the Giants have the Marlins coming to the Bay Area next, and they are an injured kind of limping team right now. Uh, so this should be a great opportunity for them. We'll see what happens over the weekend. And hopefully we get to edge just a little bit closer to being 500. Who knows? Maybe another sweep is in store, but I doubt it. If we go two for three, we do get one game closer to 500. And that's going to be the best way to really save the season slow and steady chip away chip away chip away and then maintain above that's all i've got for you today once again i thank you for listening i truly appreciate it uh, if you have any comments pointers tips or corrections just let me know um i truly appreciate any and all feedback that i get uh and for all the data, all the references for this episode, and once again, it's generally the same. doesn't really change very much. Baseball reference, ESPN, baseball savant, this time for the contract, spottrack.com. Um, ump scorecards, and then NBC Sports Bay Area via Alex Pavlovich, and uh, The Athletic via Andrew Bagley and Grant Brisby. So... See you after the weekend. Everybody have a good, safe weekend. And let's see what, uh, what the Giants can do in this rematch with the Marlins. Take it easy.